welcome everybody to the 36th episode and launching our fourth season of the insiders on real estate and marketing i'm your host sandy hibbard and my co-host joining me again in 2023 mr mark miller How hello are you? i'm doing great good good yeah, good and we're going to be sponsored again this year by our favorite title company in the dfw metroplex secured title of texas so check them out over at their website securedtitletx.com and you will find a texas culture a down-home feeling where you've got a staff of uh, people who have your best interest at heart when it comes to closing your real estate deal. So check them out. And Mark will be giving us more information as we go through our episodes this year on the things that you can expect from Secure Title. And we might even be having some episodes where you bring the team back on. Yeah. You know, where we can meet yeah. some of your, your people from over there. Yep. Yeah. Topics so give real. us an update. I mean, it's a new year. New Here year. Are, it's a weird time. Uh, I think uh, Candy and I were talking yesterday about how maybe things are going to roll out second quarter and be a little bit normal. But right now, starting this year, things are kind of up in the air. Well, Where's it going to land? That's what it started off dirt on slowly that. as we anticipated. But I do believe in answered prayer. <laughs> <laughs> I know you. And uh, just in the last five business days, contracts have started picking up. Strangely enough, refinances have started coming in yeah. as well. I think the lenders are making some decisions about uh, paying for the discount points Ooh. to buy the rates down. We're seeing that in the seller side of the market, yeah. obviously now. Because that's how a lot of people are being able to get yeah. their homes. Yeah, so, I, so that is suddenly generated. And I've met with a lot of producers this week just kind of saying, what's your sense? Mm -hmm. And they're really optimistic and their activity is lifting again. And mm -hmm. so everybody, I think has gone through the shock factor and now they're re-engaging like, mm -hmm. okay, how are we going to sell houses mm -hmm, now mm -hmm. and the environment? And I think the rates are going to soften up. Mm -hmm. uh, we're never going to see 2% again, no. but I think we're if we can get in the five range, mm -hmm. uh, that's a good rate. Right. Uh, yeah. So we got to get a little price adjustment probably mm -hmm. along with that. Commercial has still stayed pretty steady. We opened 130 million in new commercial deals this wow. week, wow. Two, two developments and a very <laughs> large refinance. Of a multifamily. Oh, it is. So, uh, so anyhow, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm feeling more relaxed than I am concerned. Good. And, and you know, I'm, I'm feeling that across the board, not just in business and real estate, but in our lives. You know, we've come off the last three years, four years, the pandemic, the last two years, and I think everyone is, is finally able to take a breath to say, I think it's okay to go on with my life. Right. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing that all over the place. Yep. Um, so it's interesting. It's going to be fun to see how things roll out. Yeah. You know, you know, and the real estate practitioners, I'll call them that, all, always eventually adjust to whatever the atmosphere mm -hmm. is and they build in around. Now, I also think that purging is not a bad thing in the real estate industry as well. And we have way too many people in the industry. Just to give you a simple example, in Collin County, which is where my main operations are, 11,000 licensed realtors in Collin County. And, and the budget, I'm on the Budget and Finance Committee for CCAR, is budgeting about 160 new agents a month oh my joining. Gosh. I'm thinking, what, what do they that's, think they're going to sell? Because yeah. that's just way yeah. too much. So yeah. I think we'll get a little purging out of that side, what's happening in mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. mortgage side, it'll happen in the title mm -hmm. side for those that came in only specifically in mm -hmm. refinance as an example. Mm -hmm. uh, I and we'll get down to more you know, balanced population of practitioners. Well, you will. Yeah. And I think also it's an indication of personally how people are feeling right now. 
jobs are crazy. People want more of a work-life balance. The younger people are starting businesses for themselves. Some people aren't happy with their jobs, so they get into real estate. <laughs> the hardest job in the world. <laughs> well, I was so. saying when everyone is wanting to know, where are people? No one's working. What are they doing? I said, they're all getting their real estate license. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Well, that must exactly. be. I listened to a st uh, uh, Fox News when I was driving in. They they were interviewing the guy that does, I'll, I'll blow his name, but he did the dirty jobs. You know, he can't remember the guy's name, but he's got a very familiar voice. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but he has a foundation, but he had a sp specific statistic, and that is men between the ages of 25 and 54, there's 7.2 million men unemployed not because they can't get a job, because they're not seeking a job. A job. Hmm. I'm thinking that is a weird spread of a number. That is weird. I wonder, and what did you say the age? 29 to 54. Mm-hmm. That's oh, prime that's, working years. I know. That's so what I just can't understand yeah. about when you're building that. your so, life. Yeah. Anyhow, but that kind of yeah. goes to foundational side of, of work. Yeah. So, well, let's move on. I, yeah, well, hey, we've got we got a girl. superstar. I know. Ah. We, Mark and I were so excited yeah. when, oh. when we could get the dirt so dishers. If, if you're in real estate, here. And I, you know, our audiences are, uh, yeah. you, you know Candy, you know Candy's dirt. Uh, she hails from Chicago as a master of journalism from Columbia and uh, was with The Magazine and, uh, and started a blog called Dallas Dirt, which right. I didn't, rem didn't recall. And kind of soon saw the writing on the wall on the platform. We're going to pick your eventually, brain about that. Yeah, and eventually, uh, you know, that print would kind of become more obsolete. Mm -hmm. And uh, sure enough, in 2010, she launched out to uh, create Candy's Dirt, and the rest is history. So yeah. 13 years down the road now. I can't believe it. Yeah. Uh, what What have you done in, in evolving? Because I, I think one point I'd make is you're you're not uh, anymore what I would call a blog site. You're a, you're a news site. We're a news site. So you're website. providing news related to our, our industry. Right. So that side. And that, so that was kind of, did you, you evolve that, correct? Well, it's always, it was always the dream that I had was to be a complete new site for real estate. I, I say there's, there's two things that people really care about in Dallas and probably the whole state of Texas, and that's football and real estate. <laughs> that's it. That's so true. <laughs> and I ha we had a, a, the Dallas Morning News was weak on their real estate coverage with Steve Brown. I mean, I like Steve. I think he's got a very blah personality he and he's retired and, no, no, no. and, he, oh, and, and, and you were what they did was they threw him cover everything cover real estate cover commercial cover residential right. you can't do that in a town where that's as i said the number one thing going on the, right. the biggest interest too much you know. going on too much for him so too much for one person no wonder he's you know ready to go i i play a little game with steve whenever we go to these conferences to nari the national association of real estate editors which we both belong to i always try to grab him to have a drink with me he literally hides he'll he'll go down <laughs> the ba a back staircase somewhere to get away from me you know i chase him i'm you know i'm my usual aggressive self so, <laughs> I, so I i just believed in this and um i found myself when i was at d not really caring about the print product as much but the the, mm -hmm. the, the site on site and I I saw the potential uh, a very funny story um, my son got a job in San Francisco well the Bay Area actually he was in he's in Menlo Park which is their Silicon Valley area mm -hmm. and um, he got this job right out of college out of Trinity and 
I wanted to take him and get him settled. You know, of course, he didn't want mom to go. So I researched online. A con I found a conference at the exact same time his job started, which was Inman. And Inman was kind of fresh then, Inman Real Estate Connect. Mm -hmm. And they were uh, teaching blogging. And I said, oh, my God, I'm going to go to this and figure out you know, what blogging is all about because I'm kind of older and I didn't really, you know, know all this, you know, computer stuff, technology. And so I got out there and that was my perfect excuse to take him, you know, escort him to his first job and get him settled. <laughs> I love that. And he got settled, by the way, in a room in a house because there's there was no housing that was affordable. I mean, apartments there were going for, you know, his whole salary basically a month. Right. And so what they do is they rent rooms and homes and I thought that was very interesting. He was a boy, so I felt felt that was okay. If it would have been my daughter, I might have been, you know, a little, right. a little more hesitant. But you know, I I I got him settled. I went to this conference, and my mind was blown with how much I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And here I was covering real estate for D Magazine, and I didn't know yet about Twitter, which I called Twatter, <laughs> and um, <laughs> terrible. And um, I didn't know about um, blogging. I didn't know about the the impact that the internet was having in real estate. And Zillow was just kind of starting then. And Zillow was being looked at by the real estate community very, um, with a lot of suspicion. Mm -hmm. And I do think that Zillow thought, oh my God, this is great. We can just put everything online. People will buy homes online, get rid of realtors, capture that commission, and we're going to be billionaires, you know. Those were the days. Yeah. Well, they thought. <laughs> and um, I think that, uh, and I think that Zillow did change. I mean, it, it, let's be, Zillow is where everyone goes for homes now. 84%, I yeah. think, of searches. No, it's, it's evolved a lot. I remember working in yeah. Zillow right yeah. when all the whole social media things started yeah. in 2006 to 2008. Yeah. And, and real estate companies were very skeptical. They were very skeptical. afraid of Zillow. You know? Terrifying. Yeah. 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 They, were, they didn't know what, what well, you know, because it was the unknown. And I think that in, gen, in our whole world, we are in the middle of this huge, this transition, mm -hmm. this mm -hmm. technological transition. <clears throat> and that's what, what I saw coming. And I kind of thought to myself, I said, you know, I could just kind of ride into the sunset with print. And then just go, you know, garden or something. Although I'm a terrible gardener, I'm not a great cook either. And so I thought I could do that, or I could maybe just dip into this new world here. I mean, you know, I see these kids on their little phone. I mean, I had a Motorola flip phone and a notebook, right? And everyone's running around this conference with their iPhones. So as soon as I got home, I got an iPhone, right? <laughs> and I figured it out. And I said, Oh my God, this is amazing. It's like having a little computer with in your hands. You know, it's great. And so I just decided that I could do this. I mean, I would just ask, I'd figure it out. If a 20-year-old can do it, I can certainly do it, right? So I figured it out and then I, I just said, oh my God, this is like the perfect thing for real estate. Because I remember the days of having those big books. Oh yeah. The big MLS you know, books. MLS books. Mm -hmm. And I thought, this is you know, totally replacing that. It's much better for the environment and it's going to have such widespread, you know, repercussions to everyone because you can now look at properties anywhere. It's, it's right. opened it up. It right. unlocked the padlock. Right. And in many ways, that's what the internet has done to media too. That we, uh, It unlocked the padlock, the padlock that editors had, mm -hmm. publishers had. Of course they have agendas. They all have agendas. They have had agendas for years. Mm -hmm. And I think what happened in media was that you kept, they kept hiring younger and younger editors because they were you know, cheaper, and they got them fresh from college, and they were more liberal. And so you've got this slant that I used to deny it, but now I agree. Yes, the media has definitely taken 
a left slant. Mm -hmm. And um, it's now what you're seeing is that people are shunning that. They're saying, I don't have to have that. I just read before I walked in here that the Washington Post has lost half a million subscribers. And, you know, young people aren't going to pay for these paywalls. They're going to find a way around it. They're going to either hack into it or they're going to get it from a friend. And what they're doing is they're all on their phone. They're not picking up newspapers at all. And they're no, certainly no, no, no. not doing magazines. Maybe once in a while. But, I mean, mm -hmm. magazine, I think, subscriptions and impact is about going to be half of what it once was. Right. Mm -hmm. It's all about our laptops and our phones mm -hmm. and our yeah. watches, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And pretty soon, as I told my grandchildren last week, probably they'll have like a ring or something or an earring or something that'll be your computer at some point. I mean, Probably the, some little the, thing in your glasses. The glasses, yeah. yeah the, well, they have the, I already have the Google glasses. Yeah, so yeah. it's mm -hmm. like it, technology is not going to stop. It's going to progress right. and um, you have to get with it. So I decided to, to launch this as a um, kind of an experiment and a startup. And I now have four, I have three full-time writers mm -hmm. and I have uh, 14 um, freelancers. And I just had lunch today with... Um, a Dallas City Council member, and he said to me, he said, you know, your site, he said, has a lot of impact. He says, people are reading it and they know that once it's out there, it's out there. And he said, you are writing about stuff that even the morning news isn't covering, because I now have a mm -hmm. reporter, a very good reporter, who's dedicated to City Hall to the housing policies. Mm -hmm. oh, because okay. housing is very is a very important topic in in politics, because we don't, it's, it's becoming harder and harder as you know and that's one reason why as these interest rates go up it, it locks out it's mostly the first time home buyer oh yeah right oh yeah they go way out parameter right. somewhere right. Yeah. and and even more of those builders are building to lease not building to sell that's something we're writing about right now yeah. is this new change and you know it's funny because i'm sensing this feel from the the left and the progressives that somehow ownership is bad which is kind of a generational thing too you know ownership of cars people less driving people are doing uber and all that and um and so it's kind of spilling over into housing now where oh we don't want to own this we just want to lease it but you know people forget owning a home is actually one of the biggest ways to financial independence absolutely you pay for your home i know it's, of course you have to pay taxes which is another story uh taxes insurance you know your mortgage right but when it's done you have a piece of property there you got you got a piece oh, of yeah. rock it's, it's a, a path to wealth it is it's the savings account it is. and it, it is. helps you you know when you retire mm -hmm. and um i just I don't like the message that's that's going out about the the renting is better. I mean, for some people, yes. I don't think not everyone should own a home, but I think that if possible, I would like to see as many people as possible mm -hmm. owning homes. Mm -hmm. And home ownership reached a peak, I believe, in the early well, probably right around two thousand and seven. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And well, when you think about home ownership, though, the the prospects of having a home outside of Texas, Oklahoma, you know, this area in some of the coastal states and bigger cities is very hard for yeah. the regular working guy right. who is, you know, working for uh, low, lower wages than, right. than what should be at some point. And so I think that 
it's almost like a vacuum as there are less people that can afford, there's going to be more talk and more content writers are gonna hop on that bandwagon right. to support that thing to right. say, yeah, okay, you don't need to own a home. But yeah. whereas when we were younger, that was the dream of our life. It wasn't an option, you know, we grew up, we got married, we went to college and we owned a home. Owned that was home. how we did it. But life is so different now yeah. and it's so different in other places other than Dallas. That's why I'm saying we're really lucky to live here because yeah. you can't afford to get a home here. You can't afford to buy a home in Oklahoma, Oklahoma City, where my mom lives. Those areas, you can have yeah. home ownership, but you go to New York, you go to California, you, yeah. you know, it's a whole different world. There's millions of people in those areas that would love to own a home, but they cannot. It's not yeah. affordable. Right. Um, so it's kind of a double-edged sword. And I think that that's the reason why I liked your comment that uh, was talking about the Dallas market's okay. Don't confuse yeah. the Dallas market with and, California and or New York or somewhere else. Media, mainstream media is just looking at the whole the whole country. The bigger picture. And the this is why picture. I love your yeah. site. And this we is are why local. You Real are estate important. is a local story. It is a local yes. story. And I think that's why uh, you're saying you're going into Austin, Dirt, yes. right? Yes. You're going to be expanding and doing these other things. And I think that's so vital. Right. Um, what you're doing, your job in bringing the local real estate news mm -hmm. exactly. and the reality to real estate people. To well, the other thing is when you do an article and you post it, it's getting read out there and your people want to be in that recognition uh, when you write up something. Because when I see you, your post, I will open it and I will read it. Mm -hmm. Where most stuff, I might glance over that, but I know mm -hmm. that you're going to have some yeah, we have good a, content. We have a tremendously high open rate on our newsletter. Yeah. So we have the, the website. And then if you subscribe to the website, which I hope you all do, go in there and subscribe, you will get it in your mailbox every day. And then you can open it. And you don't have to, if you're busy, don't open it or you can come back to it anytime. But we have a tremendously high open rate because all of our content is authentic. We do not have anything promotional in there, unless it's sponsored. You know, we have that because I have to pay the bills, sure. right? Right. But we do that and then we, we say it's sponsored, but right. we also have news that is real estate related. We don't a aggregate, we don't rehash. I know, um, I love I love The Real Deal. It's a great publication. I, I met the owner this summer, the publisher, the founder, and he's very much like me, kind of an entrepreneur. And um, he's now starting, you know, a Texas because he noticed, he told me, he said, I found so many, whenever we ran a story about Texas, so many people were reading about it. So he knows there's a lot of interest in this oh, thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so he's got something here, but he's doing aggregation, which means you take a story that's been somewhere else and you kind of put a new spin on it and you, and you write it. And if you're nice, if you're a good citizen journalist, you put a link to that original story in there, but I don't even, that's even going away now. You know, you, I never get when the morning news didn't want anyone to share their stories. You yeah. Know, right. We paid for it. And this is, you know, this is our product. You have to come here and read it. Yeah. Well, guess what? Wake up, wake up. Exactly. <laughs> It's, this is it's, the world of the internet. Exactly. Know? It's kind of like telling a kid, don't don't share your food with anyone, you know. <laughs> I know, I know. It's right. And what you were saying about how the internet has changed the game yeah. in the industry, it's also changed the game in marketing. 
Yeah. Because now marketing, where it used to be locked up to agencies and graphic designers, now marketing is open to everyone. And right. guess what, people? That means you have to be a marketer. Right. I mean, right. that's the downside to it. Yeah. It's like if you own a business today, if you're in the real estate business, if you're an entrepreneur, you have to be a marketer. And yeah, if you've got enough money set aside for marketing, you can afford to outsource it. But but mostly you're going to have to get involved, get your hands dirty, mm -hmm. make those videos, yep. create that content and post about your company because nobody at first is going to know about that better than you. Mm -hmm. So that is how the internet has changed the game too, hugely. And, yeah. and I see that when I was thinking about uh, this year and, and just the content that I'm bringing to my clients and to my audience is, it, I, I was kind of laughing, thinking, well, there's really nothing new to say about marketing, but there's everything to say about marketing. You know, it's one of those kinds of things. Everything is new, nothing is new. Right. And, you know, if you get the gist of that, I think you understand that Marketing 101 is Marketing 101 today or in 2000. But how you perform that marketing. The vehicle. The, the vehicles, vehicles different. that you use right. are different. Yeah. And there have never been more than there are right now. It's so overwhelming. There's oh, so many different ways. Channel. Sometimes my brain is like, okay, what channel am I on? Am I, do, am I on Facebook? Am I on Twitter? Yeah. Am I on Messenger? I'm on Instagram? Yeah. Am I on my email? I mean, it's like you got to kind of sit there and I swear it's give me ADD, but that's all. I mean, <laughs> well, that's, we're all, <laughs> we're all in that. <laughs> I think we are. So, so what's your opinion on yeah. blogging? Do you think blogging is still a valid approach? To well, now there's and, too many. There's too many now. Okay. I mean, what is it? Like the number is crazy, you know? There, and there, when there's so many. Uh, a billion. God, I used to know this about five years ago and then. I think it's probably quadrupled since yeah. then. I mean, it's kind of like the planets out there, the stars, you know, there's so many now. I mean, we were for, I was fortunate. I would say this was also just a bit of good luck for me that I started when I did because it was new. It was we're a new thing. Curve. And so I sort of am seen as that, you know, yeah. the found, I'm, I'm the foundation. I'm one of the yeah. first people, one of the leaders in it, you know, in Dallas, Fort Worth. Uh, but, but purely, it was just sort of an idea, just sort of a, a hunch I had, you know, that, you know, as I, 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 when I think through things, I always think about, well, you know, what are the possibilities? And then, you know, on the look at both sides of it, you know, and I kind of saw more leaning towards the online side and more people, you know, yeah. strength going there. Yeah. And um, I, I do believe that um, it's, it's going to continue. You're going to continue if you don't keep your market going, if you don't hold on to that audience you will lose them because there's so many out there. The competition is more fierce than ever. Agreed. And um, What's it, your secret to holding that audience? Well, I think we have to always, I think it's content. I am just so big on content. Yep. And I, I, have, I drive my staff crazy because I will say, we need you this, we need you that. I came across a story the other day that was fascinating to me. And actually, it was something I donated at a charity. I donated to... And this woman bought it and she actually has a it's a travel company so it's, it's not real estate related but you know i can usually find a real estate connection to anything under the sun you know and i'll <laughs> and I'll, I'll try to find it and put it on but she's got a a travel company which they put together vacations for families who want to teach their kids kind of social causes mm -hmm. and they maybe go and build a house with a family it's a program like that we can go and see how the rest of the world lives instead of taking them to you know these <coughs> these second home communities where they are pampered and they have 
um, like Marta's Camp in, um, uh, where's Marta's Camp? In, out near Tahoe in California. Mm -hmm. One of the most amazing second home communities on earth. They literally had to do no marketing because everyone from Silicon Valley bought homes there, sight unseen, starting at four million, you know. And I visited it and they have this children's uh, barn with um, a movie theater, a, a couple, five art studios, um, like five restaurants. And, you know, gym, everything, everything for the kids to Camps do. Camps for the elite children. Camps it's for the not elite realistic. <laughs> and also, um, you know, nannies on staff to, mm -hmm. so you can park your kids there and go away. You know, mm -hmm. have fun. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And yeah. they could, but those folks might someday go, oh boy, we're kind of giving our kids a skewed view of life here, right. you know, right. Right. and maybe we need to teach them about social responsibility. So she's created these vacations. So I think that there's my connection right there. The home. See, I got the connection. Mm -hmm. There it is. Mm -hmm. And I think it, that's an interesting story. So I just happen to have a lot of ideas, and they probably come at about the rate of 16 a minute. And <laughs> some of them are terrible, <laughs> and some of them are okay. And my staff sometimes says, no, Candy, no. But they're, I also really believe in listening to my staff because I've got all journalists on staff, people who've written for other publications, including the Morning News. And um, I just lost a former morning news writer who came to work for me and he said, back of the news. I said, well, the door's open when you want to come back. You know, mm -hmm. I'm very easy about that. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, we always think of these ideas and we have a lot of interesting content. And I think that's the secret. Mm -hmm. And every day I get at least 20 solicitations from people who want to post on the site. And it's just like, delete, 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 mm -hmm. delete, delete. You know, mm -hmm. leave me alone. Mm -hmm. I don't do that. I don't do that. I mean, I, we, everything is. You is vet everything. That's curated, <clears throat> vetted, and just like that's you good. would, just like you would at any newspaper or any, you know, media what, organization. What's your kind of personal methodology of connecting into the real estate uh, market itself in terms of luxury realtors or whomever it may be. I mean, how do you how do you stay connected so you're on ground level with that? I go out well? a lot. Okay. I'm like the party queen now. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't believe that. I, I believe that. Well, I, I'm, I think that, you know, I, I love people. I yeah. love people. Yeah. COVID taught me that I cannot live in a silo. I mean, I really love people, you yeah. know. Um, I, uh, thank God for Zoom, right? Um, I started loving the real estate. First of all, I think I've always loved real estate, even though I'm a journalist. And, you know, the first thing I told my husband when we moved here is we got to buy a house. He's like, oh my God, we've got medical school debt. We've got graduate school. Debt. I said, I don't care. We got to get a house. You know, it, it's, the, it's, and we started, we moved up. I moved us up from house to house to house. Mm -hmm. I got to move us down now from big house to downsizing. You'll be reading a lot about that. Um, <laughs> but um, we, I believe in that and I've always loved it. And I've always found realtors to be fascinating people because they're not cookie cutter. They're right. different. Very every unique. every Everyone. single one. Every single one of them is unique. Yeah. And they're so creative and so wild. And so some of them are off the wall, <laughs> but they're amazing. And so I was fascinated with them. So of course I was kind of drawn to them. And I think that in this community, never before did they have a publication that was there for them. And I did not realize when I was at D how many um, realtors and people in the industry, because not just agents read us, because there's 11,000 in Collin County and probably, what, 22 in, in Dallas? At least, double, at least yeah, Metro yeah, Tex, yeah. Uh, Dallas, Dallas County. Yeah. So all those folks are reading us. So, you know, we have those those solid readers. Mm -hmm. and that's we have such a high number on our, our newsletter. And then we've got the title companies and the mortgage companies and the inspectors and the... Um, right. 
all the peripherals because I think it was Inman that said that whenever there is a home purchased, there's 81 different people involved in it. I Which, when I read yep. that statistic, I was like, holy cow, that's a lot yeah. of people. Mm -hmm. So we have all of those readers and we cater to them. We want to know about their moves and their changes and their, you know, their, their hobbies and everything. So we have something for them. So I gave them what they didn't have. Mm -hmm. And so they flocked to it. So I learned this when I wrote about Eleanor Maury Sheets mm -hmm. at D. This was at D. Mm -hmm. And I had heard, I, I was getting, you know, word that, um, that she was having some issues and some people were not getting paid and that her signs were being besmirched, you know? And I actually played real uh, reporter and I went out and looked, you know, and I never saw any, I thought everything looked fine. Um, but people kept telling me this. I said, well, send me more evidence, send me more evidence. And you know, I'll meet with you, I'll talk to you, I'll give you confidentiality. You have to do that sometimes in journalism. You've got to have a deep, a deep throat, you know, because otherwise yeah. you oh, can't yeah. get the information, right? Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, they, they kept sending me more and more. And then lo and behold, the IRS files a lawsuit against them for not paying their employment taxes. Mm -hmm. Bad, bad, bad. Other people's <clears throat> money. It's not that you were just fudging your, mm -hmm. you know, 1040 mm -hmm. or whatever. You did not, you misused the money that really was other people's. So they filed that lawsuit and the story broke open and I saw how many realtors were reading us because mm -hmm. we broke that story. Right. Wow. And so was that your first it was a D, yes. It was Real realization? That, that and then, of course, um, I found out where the Bush home was coming. I, mm -hmm. you know, reported on that and researched that. And and then talk to me about house porn. Well, house porn is what I call what we do every day of the week. Is we, we kind of, you know, my, my menu or my cooking recipe, I should say, <laughs> is that we give people house porn and then in between that we give them news. Yes. They yes, may yes. not want to read about news. They may go, oh, we don't want to read about this. But they'll read about house porn because yeah. it's fun. It's yeah. love. And folks read us a lot. You can dream. You can dream. Yeah. We Our highest reading rate is around lunchtime and then again right afterwards because it kind of goes like this. Mm -hmm. Morning. A lot of people read us in the morning and then you see the dip. That is so you know. cute. And then lunchtime it goes up and then it goes down. I then, think my daughter's addicted to house porn. Is she? <laughs> yeah. She's on Realtor.com all day long. Yeah. Looking at houses and, oh, mom, yes. look at this gorgeous home. Look at this kitchen. You know, and now, love that. And now speaking of Realtor.com, CoStar. Yeah, what's happening there? Buying that. Well, I'm just now digging into this, but here's the deal. CoStar is, I know I have a lot of friends who work for CoStar. It's a huge, huge, huge company, um, massively number one in commercial real estate. And I would say my first reaction is Zillow has to now really own up to this because they buy, you know, move.com is the parent company for realtor.com. And they were um, a company of their own. Actually, they when I started my site, they invited me out to Southern, uh, what was the LA area. Went out there and talked to them about doing some, you know, video. I did a few videos out there with them, and they really loved what I was doing mm -hmm, with Candy mm -hmm. Stir. And they encouraged me to take it on their, mm -hmm, on my own. Mm -hmm. As did Mama, the real stalker. Mm -hmm. She and I had lunch. He and I had lunch, and um, he said, "Do this, just." Go out and do it. You're gonna, you know, be fine with it. Mm -hmm. and, you know, I got some tips from them. So then, Move.com was purchased by Rupert Murdoch. You know, mm -hmm. and they, you know, managed that. And they really didn't do that much with it. But I think was it that it was almost a billion that they they bought it for, and now they're selling it to CoStar for three. I think it was three billion. And um, I think that Inman now they're even saying that that probably, you know, wasn't enough because they have. 
so many readers. Mm -hmm. Three billion seems a little low, is what Spencer Raskoff, who was one of the founders of Zillow, said. He said that it was just, um, you know, it, it's so strong. Mm -hmm. So with CoStar now having commercial and residential. That's going to be interesting. It's a huge mm -hmm. empire of eyeballs. Mm -hmm. It is. And people absolutely go there to look for homes. They go to Zillow yeah. to look for homes and yeah. not to buy, but just to think about a dream. it. dream. But you know dream. what? Sometimes they, the dream becomes a reality. It does. Absolutely. Because you don't does. know what happens in, in life to change your fortune. Oh my God, someone died with me a little money. Oh my God, I might go buy that house. That's or right. <laughs> or maybe right. we do want to move to yeah. Phoenix or Scottsdale. Yeah. After all, so I'll go back yeah. to looking at those homes. Exactly. But we are obsessed with beautiful homes, and I knew that COVID. So many I, here in Dallas too. Mm -hmm. Oh my, oh God. my God. Well, yeah. I think homes are one of our strengths. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful homes here. And our city council seems hell bent on destroying that right now. We have to really nurture the fact that we have beautiful homes and neighborhoods here. Yeah. And yes, multifamily is great, but don't it everywhere you know no just watch where it goes we are out of time we are not out of time <laughs> we are oh my god we didn't makes get me so mad i know have you back. so oh my god yeah you're coming back girlfriend. <laughs> okay <laughs> the, the one question i want to ask you though to end the show yes. is everybody and you know this you know this i know this every luxury realtor wants to get on your side they want that home featured they want candy to drop the name drop the address and get a get a little you know yahoo hoo about their house how can they make that happen I, I i gotta i gotta give our viewers some hope here how, well, how they, can they get a word they candy? should reach out to us and i think that um some realtors are a little bit afraid of us i've heard that <laughs> um what party girl party girl yeah well we do call a spade a spade yeah, and when yeah. we think that um a house is not well marketed which is the realtors you know okay, their thing they, that is what they do they are the marketers and i tell them all the time your clients you tell your clients what to do because so many realtors say to me oh but my clients want to be in the morning news they want to be that i said you tell them that that's that that you're the you're the expert and you know what is best and getting you in the morning news and buying some ad in a magazine is not going to sell their home mm -hmm. it is not the way to do it because if you are First of all, we have so many international and national buyers, not internet, national, but mostly national buyers. We've got more people are moving to Texas from California, Illinois, and New Jersey. Those are the three top states. So putting that ad in that local publication is not going to reach those people. But the thing is, when I have it on my site, we have such good SEO because we're old. This is a good thing to be old, right? We're old, 13 years old. <laughs> Uh, and we started early, and I have my connections with Forbes and all my other right. publications. We have great SEO, so when we write about that house, it gets out there, mm -hmm. and that's what that's what they want it to be that's out what there. They want. But we just had a little uh, incident today where someone, some realtor, was actually afraid to be on our site, and because one of our clients is a, a, a mortgage company, mm -hmm. and that they sponsor homes listings mm -hmm. to be you know sponsor mm -hmm. content for these agents and they're like oh my god we don't want to be on our site and i'm like why so well we were afraid of what you would say and i said we're very nice we're very, <laughs> we're very gentle we believe that every ho homes are like children every home deserves to be loved deserves a family I love that. Parent. now we may have some issues mm 
Mm-hmm. With, with the help, you know, we may have to massage those out a little better, work on them, maybe call in some experts to help. But we do believe that. So we try to find something positive about every help. And I think that's why they want to be on there. Yeah, absolutely. Candace, this has been just so wonderful. And we didn't even get through half. Oh, my gosh. Look at this. Stuff. I know. <laughs> like, you know. So we're going to get you back this year, I hope, okay. and uh, be looking for her podcast. I think she's yes, there's some rumblings about that. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. Uh, you'll be hearing that in the news. Mark, you want to leave us with a word before we go? Wow. We uh, usually do three Yeah, we do three, three takeaways. Times, I'm not really sure. I mean, I, I just, you know, I can only really kind of think of one summary to that is, and that is that if you're out there selling real estate, connect into something like uh, Candy's Dirt and become knowledgeable. Absolutely. And I, I just firmly believe that, you know, there's so much focus to the marketing of the house and, um, you know, the is- issues or interest rate and everything else, but I believe knowledge is power right now. And I think these, that the agent out there has to be more knowledgeable about what's going on in those marketplaces. Uh, and they have to be more empowered and be more consultive mm-hmm. with the people that they're mm-hmm. serving. Absolutely. Because unfortunately, those people are looking to the media first. Yeah. And get to some place where you can read some truth. Right. Yeah. About, what's about going our market. Yeah. I think so that's so that, true. That's my thought. And Good. I'm, as you know, I'm always about learn more, be knowledgeable. Absolutely. And share that with your clients. And share it with your clients. Yeah. Uh, so for you realtors and any other entrepreneur that's watching, business owner, uh, what I want to leave with you today is this is January, the end of January. If you don't have your digital strategy, strategy, your marketing strategy and your content prepared or at least outlined, it, you need to. So content 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 i'm always preaching it love love that candy said that her main thing is content too in this world that we're living in right now that's internet driven you are not going to be heard unless you are niching into a market where people want to hear what you've got to say and to do that you pave that way through well-crafted content just like candy did in 2010. So I encourage you all to uh, get your tools together and we will see you February 17th. We'll be streaming live again. And uh, until then, happy Valentine's Day. Happy everything day. Ciao. Ciao. (laughs) Thank you so much. It goes by like that.